What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Awaken Arise podcast. Today, we're going to be doing episode eight of the podcast, and we're talking all about worship, what worship is, and how we can grow in our relationship with God through worship. Um, but we're going to open up in prayer first. Um, Father, right now, Lord, we thank you. We thank you for your presence. We thank you that you are present here in Jesus' name. Lord, would you just speak through us, Lord? Speak, inspire us by your spirit. Lord, just give us the words to speak. Give us whatever it is on your heart that you want us to share, Lord. I pray that you would just pour into us by your spirit in the name of Jesus. Lord, cover our minds, Lord. Just and on the other end of the screen, Lord, I pray that you would just strengthen whoever is there, Lord. You just minister to them by your spirit. Lord, they would know that you are present, Lord, that you love them. Lord, you have a purpose and a plan for their lives, Lord. And you've created us for worship. You've created us to be worshipers unto you. So, Lord, would you call us into those deep places of worship? Would you call us into fellowship with you, Lord, through worship in the name of Jesus, I pray. So, Father, again, I thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. So to even just to start, like, what is worship? When we think about worship, um, if you think about Adam and Eve in the garden, when God created them, he placed them in the garden, he created this garden for them, and they had that fellowship with God, and that was worship. That was the purest form of worship. They were created perfect without sin, um, and they had that relationship with God. God would walk through the garden, he would just speak with Adam, and he gave Adam different responsibilities over the earth, and as Adam was doing what God created him for, that was an expression of worship to god and when we think about worship it's many times we think of worship as just like going to church on a sunday or like just lifting up your hands in a song service and just having that outward expression of worship but worship is like your everyday lifestyle when you're with god it's like when you're living for god and you're like you're showing you're living out the characteristics of god because we were created to walk in fellowship with god but when we actually when we think about it like we were born into sin because of the fall of humanity and things like that and that's what separated us from just the idea of what true worship is, that now like we think of worship as being this thing that's separate from our regular everyday lives. But when we are born again by God's Spirit, we're brought back into that relationship with God where everything that we do has to be worship to God. But yeah, when you really think about it, like we were created for worship and when we live for God, when we're born again by God's Spirit and we start to follow God's ways, um, that's also a way of expressing worship. Our lifestyle becomes worship. But if we want to talk a little bit more about the expressions of worship, for example, there's praise, there's thanksgiving, there's, um, Jed, even if you want to share a little bit more about like what that kind of worship looks like. Yeah, so worship, the word worship or worship means to place worth or value on an object. Um, and even if you want to go on to say that it could mean to reverence a person or to reverence God or to just view him or view, yeah, to view God as deity, that's what it means to worship God. Um, to esteem an object higher um, in rank than others, basically. So, yeah, to reverence mm. or to... A way of like showing respect. Respect, yeah. Yeah, and honoring God. Honor, and yes. in John chapter 4, Jesus is talking to the woman at the well, and he's mm. talking about because she had this mentality that like, you had to go to a certain mountain or something to worship God. Because back then there was a physical temple in Israel, um, in Jerusalem, and they would go to that temple. But so yeah, there was a certain group of people called the Samaritans, and there was this woman at a well, and Jesus encountered her at the well, and he was talking to her about how he's the living water and how when she has that eternal living water, she will never thirst again. And he was talking to her about spiritual things. Um, and she was talking about worship, and she was talking about how they worship in the mountain and stuff like that. Um, but then Jesus told her that eventually a day will come when you neither worship in, where you neither worship at Jerusalem in the temple alone 
or in the mountains, but you'll worship in spirit and in truth because God desires worshipers who worship in spirit and in truth. And spirit and truth is talking about worshipers who have the Holy Spirit in them and who are worshiping God on the truth of who he is. Um, the spirit and the truth, you think about like the word, Jesus Christ is the word of God. He also says he's the way, the truth, and the life. And then we have the Holy Spirit as well. So you have the spirit of God and the truth of God's word um, coming together. And when we worship God in spirit and in truth, it's a reflection of our lives and how we're living for God. And even just going back to what you said, it, when you are worshiping God, you are giving him the honor that he's worthy of. You're placing the value on his name. You're not just like, it's not just like a lighthearted thing where you just, um, like for example, if you go before the presence of a king, you're not just gonna walk in there like it's your place and like just do yeah. what you wanna do, yeah. but you're gonna bow and reverence the king and right. you, you place that value on who they are because they're worthy of it. And God is worthy of our praise and our worship. But again, when we think about worshiping, it's not just like that outward expression of worship because for example, if you think about going in front of a physical king, you can have a different mentality in your heart and be like, mm. oh, like if you, for example, let's say it's a, there's a kingdom and maybe there's a king that you don't personally like and you're in this kingdom, just imagine for a second. Um, and let's say you just, you didn't really like this king, but you're just going to do the outward expression of just like reverencing the king, bowing, whatever. That king won't know what's in your mind and all of that. But the difference with God is that he doesn't just desire outward expressions. Um, he desires it from the heart. And he sees our heart. He knows everything that we think, all our thoughts. They're clear before him. There's nothing we can hide from God. So he desires us to be born again of God's spirit so we can have that um, that heart change. And when we have that heart change, that's when we can worship God in spirit and in truth. And and, and you know what? It doesn't always come natural, yeah. right? But as as I talked about in like the first podcast, pretty much just just being born again, just renewing your mind yeah. in the word of God. Um allows you to well you become more conscious of scripture and what the word of god says yeah. and you may not feel the change right away in your spirit or your soul it takes time but the more you consciously study scripture and constantly worship god basically yeah. it it becomes a habit and eventually you kind of get into it yeah it's kind of like acting yeah and, it's and like then it becomes part of you and you'll notice like you start to embrace it and it starts to become like i said it becomes part of you and you know, it just it just comes more natural, but it's not second nature at first. Mm. But to, to to worship God in spirit and in truth, like to worship Him in spirit, it means like obviously you have to crucify your flesh. Yeah. So it will never be natural because it says that the carnal mind is not subject to the law of God, yeah. and neither indeed can it be. So you can never sub be subject to the law of God. Yeah, from your that's own why people, yeah, like desires. your carnal nature. Yeah. That's why people hate God. That's why people who hate God or just don't know them they're lost that's why we have to win them over to christ so but anyways what i'm saying is you just consciously do it and the more you do it the more yeah. of your flesh die the more yeah, your flesh yeah. dies and then the more of your spirit spirit takes over your life and yeah. then you become more of a spiritual being yeah. you become more and more spiritual that's actually such a good point because yeah. in many times like when like you get into worship at times like your flesh can be and many times it can also be a daily thing mm -hmm. but of course as just sharing like the more you get into worship, your whole life will change in a sense where um, you'll become more spiritually minded in a sense. Mm -hmm. um, that reminded me of a scripture. It's in Psalms 115, I believe. Okay. And it talks about how um, it talks about how different people were worshiping idols. And it talks about how those idols, they can neither hear nor see. 
and they have hands, but they can't touch, they can't feel. And talking about how they're worshiping these idols that are dead. And then it says that those who worship them are like them. Mm. Um, even though they're physical bodies, they have eyes, they have ears, yeah. but they're deaf, they're spiritually blind, they're unable to act. They're spiritually dead, basically, that's right. what it's saying, just like their idols. And that also raises up another point that you become like what you worship. That's true. If you're if your God is money or just the things of this world, you become that it, it engulfs your whole life. If your mentality is just to um, be successful, I'm not saying that it's bad to want to be successful in itself, but like if your only goal is just to be successful, you don't care about the feelings of others. You don't care about what's going on around you and you just want that. That's going to engulf you and you're just going to completely go down that path. Right. But if you choose to not serve yourself and to live for God first above everything else, um, then you'll become like him in his ways. You become like, that. the scripture talks about the fruits of the spirit. And those are all characteristics of God. And when we have the spirit of God and we walk in God's will and God's ways, we begin to receive those gifts as the Lord um, gives it to us through his spirit. But yeah, again, you just, you become like what you worship. So when you're worshiping God, you become like him because you become, you have his, in other words, what I'm trying to say is like, when you worship God, um, his characteristics become your characteristics. His ways, when you start following him, it becomes your ways. And like, that's, that's, that's what happens when you surrender to God in the areas. But yes, like you were sharing, worship um, is placing, is giving the honor to someone who is worthy of it. And, but Jed, like you were mentioning about the more you worship God, um, the more you become more spiritually minded. Um, that's such an important um, thing to mention because like, when you think about just worshiping like in your everyday walk with Christ, um, like many times like you have like those moments where you like you sit aside and you're like you spend time in God's presence and at first like you might not feel like being in God's presence because you have your fleshly mindset uh, many times even at the beginning of the day like you kind of wake up and you feel a little bit drowsy and stuff like that and then the more you spend time in God's presence that drowsiness it just like fades away and then the presence of God you recognize the presence of God and your spiritual eyes become open and it becomes this moment where you're fellowshipping with the Lord and that's a really good way to just become more spiritually minded the more we spend time in god's presence the more we become like him in his character and in his ways and yeah when we start with worship when we understand what worship is um it's not just like an outward expression but it's something from the heart so we have to apply it to every area of our lives and just take the word of god and just live it out and just walk in obedience to god and obedience of course it might not be easy but it's so simple the word of god is like everything in the scripture is simple um simple not necessarily easy because of course we have to die to our flesh but the more we do it as a discipline when we first set up the discipline of following and obeying god then it becomes the ease of it comes afterwards right like it comes with anything in your life if you think about it. like if you discipline yourself to go to the gym every day yeah. at first it's like it's kind of like a struggle and like but when you are disciplined and you do it every single day then it becomes easy and you become to more enjoy the the benefits of it and that's that's kind of how like your relationship with god is in a sense where yes it's, it's not supposed to be like ritualistic but you do have to have a discipline in order to do the things of god you can't just be like carelessly going about it and then when you're disciplined eventually the enjoyment like the, all the benefits all right. of following god they follow yeah. as well it it definitely follows you definitely feel the enjoyment and the pleasure after a while like yeah. you just have to get into it basically yeah um and then you'll find like yeah your spirit man follows yeah um i've experienced that you just you just do it yeah and you ignore like the part of you that's saying like your flesh is going to rise yeah, up and yeah. say like what are you doing 
like, what is this? This is silly. This is this is weird. This is yeah. awkward. Um, or stop now. But you just keep going until like it's a shift. It's you know what it's like. It's like positive thinking. Hmm. If I'm sure many of you have, ex- or like keeping a smile on your face. Hmm. I'm sure many of you have done it. Um, I'm sure you've done it. Like, you just like. You tell yourself convincing thoughts like everything's gonna be okay, you know, during the day, just to yeah. keep the smile on your face. I'm sure you guys went through a hard time in your life where you just tell yourself anything, just keep a smile on your face, or you just tell yourself to smile, yeah. period. And that's what it's like when you're worshiping God. You just tell yourself to do it, you just do it. Mm-hmm. And eventually, the you know, flesh dies. The flesh dies. Yeah, like yeah. basically, <clears throat> after a while, that smile, you can easily smile. Yeah. You can smile in like two seconds. Yeah. But I know, like, when you were going through a hard time, you couldn't, you had to force yourself to smile. But if you weren't smiling the whole time, you couldn't keep that smile or smile quickly in the moment mm-hmm. um, because you had no practice. Yeah. Right? So it's the same thing as staying positive. You're basically telling yourself otherwise yeah. until you believe it. Yeah, until it becomes your reality. It's like the sense. fake it till you make it type of expression, but <laughs> almost. But not really. Yeah. You're not really faking it. It's, it, it's the real part of you yeah. that needs yeah. to come up. Yeah, because yeah. uh, we have like like you were sharing, we have a flesh, we have our physical, like the carnal mind. The carnal yeah. mind is like your your physical mind that is still in sin- sinful nature because we have physical bodies. We're spirit, we're spiritual beings inside of physical bodies, right. and our physical bodies are still in our sinful nature, even though our spirit has been redeemed. But until our physical bodies are also redeemed, we still have this battle against exactly. struggling with the things of the flesh versus the things of the spirit. And right. like you're sharing in that moment, it's like. You have to have that discipline to just, like, even sometimes if I just give an example, like, sometimes I notice that, like, it seems to be, for me, it seems like when I spend time in God's Word and in worship and things like that, like, there's, like, a few minutes at the beginning that it's just, like, it's a struggle at first. It's just, like, but at, I've learned to just cut, kill that in my mind, to just put it to death. Those thoughts, like, you were sharing, sometimes it's, like, why am I doing, like, what is, what is this? Like, you just have to immediately understand that you just need to put those thoughts to death right away. And just just worship God, just get in God's presence. And of course, check your heart, make sure your heart is right before God and ask him to just search your heart and just to reveal whatever is in your heart to help you to just continue to growing in following his ways. But yeah, the first, sometimes you might notice the first few minutes, it might be like a bit rough or dry at first. And then after when your flesh kind of just gets weak, because as the presence of God comes in your flesh, because the scripture talks about how no flesh will glory in God's presence right. and while you're in God's presence, your flesh just becomes weaker and it just, it almost like it just turns off and then your spirit starts to rise and you feel God's presence. Not that his presence wasn't there before, but your flesh kind of, it blinds you to that spiritually. But when your flesh starts to die, you notice that the presence of God starts to enter in and he just continues to take you deeper and deeper. And then after, it's like you're having this fellowship with God and yeah. many times you'll hear his voice, you'll hear him speak to you through his word, he'll bring a scripture and just, he'll give you a song, he'll give you something. And you just continue to worship and fellowship with him in that moment. And you notice that you get from that, you get strength throughout your day while you're walking with God. You get strength over temptations. Um, the more you just have a lifestyle of worship, it, it transforms every area of your life. You know, you were talking about having our heart pure towards God. Now, mm-hmm. our hearts may not be pure all the time. In fact, they're most of the time they're wicked. The Bible says mm-hmm. the heart is the, the most wicked, the wicked, wicked thing, um, the heart of man. Yeah. But... What you can do is this. It's basically worshiping gets you gets your heart in the right position. So like basically, um, you know, there's a scripture that says, whatsoever things are lovely, what things, yeah. whatsoever things are pure of good report, think on these think things. On because whatever, as a man thinketh, so is he. Yeah. 
So whatever is the meditation of your heart will become, sorry, of your mind will become a matter and an issue of the heart. The heart, right? So we have to dwell on on positive things, dwell on scripture, yeah. dwell on the goodness of God, and that's why we should live um, a lifestyle of worship. Yeah, because that will get our hearts in the right in mode the right toward God. So so that so that you know when we we're, we're interacting with yeah. people, we can be more effective because yeah. our hearts are right with God. Yeah, exactly. So, and yeah, it's a very good point. Like when you're in God's presence, like it's what the presence of God is what changes you. Yeah. And you don't have the power to change anything on your own, but like the more you spend time with God, His character, His ways start to become your ways. Exactly. And yeah, you become you start getting the strength to like walk in a different way, mm-hmm. to talk in a different way, and your whole everything about you begins to change. Right. But I want to reference this scripture from Psalms 24. Um, and talks about worship. It says, Who will ascend into the hill of the Lord, or who will stand in his holy place? The one who has clean hands and a pure heart, who has not lifted up his soul unto vanity, nor sworn deceitfully. Um, he shall receive the blessing from the Lord and righteousness from the God of his salvation. And yeah, and then it goes on to talk a little bit more about a few different things. But that's really, it's talking about our hearts being right before God. And the one who spent, the one who is in God's presence, who can ascend to the hill of the Lord? Who can stand in his holy place? It talks about the importance of having clean hands and a pure heart. And as Jed, you were sharing, like when we're spending time in God's presence, we get the strength to walk in that purity that God called us to. Because in our walk with Christ, like there's different levels that we can go. We can either just stay where we are, just receive salvation and just live by faith and like like you can yeah. you can still get to heaven doing like the bare minimum, but like what what's the point of doing that what does that benefit you because you can go so much closer with god and all the all the promises of god in scripture they're available to us but many of them we only get to receive as we grow closer to god in holiness and righteousness and like for example if you're anything that you're going through like you can have the joy of the lord you can have the peace of god in any situation but those things come when you walk with god when you're walking in obedience to him and yes this talks about how who basically who will have because when you think about ascending to the hill of the Lord, it talks about how the Lord, um, he dwells on high. Like this is just, it's basically painting a picture of like God being in this, this high holy place. And it says who will dwell with the Lord basically. And it's yeah. the one that has that pure heart, that holy heart. And like, right. if you want to get closer to God, you have to walk in purity. You have to walk in holiness because God is holy. He says, be holy for I am holy. Right. Yeah. Right. And in Psalms 96, it says, worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. So holiness is to be set apart for God, not to live just out of your own desires, but to, to surrender to Him. And I know you said this earlier, but Scripture says God is a spirit, yeah. and those who worship Him must worship Him in spirit and in truth. So it's true, that's how we should relate to Him, by yeah. spirit to spirit, not flesh to flesh. God is not like my buddy like you. Yeah, yeah. Jesus is not here anymore in the flesh, right? So mm-hmm. we have to relate to God on a spiritual spirit. level. That's why we have to get in the spirit, yeah. which is why we have to invoke our spiritual lives. We have to you know, pray ourselves up, we have to get rid of the flesh, yeah. die to ourselves, and then we can relate to God, spirit mm. to spirit. Um, our spirit, um, the spirit makes intercession for us, yeah. um, and we don't know how we ought to pray. Yeah. But, yeah, we commune with him, spirit to spirit. Mm. So. Yeah, since you mentioned about, like, the Holy Spirit um, praying for us in our weaknesses, um, yeah. I just want to mention again, like, the Holy Spirit is our partner, like, he's our comforter, right. he's our guide, he's our teacher, and and we don't know what we're doing. The Holy Spirit, he's the one who actually, he helps us where we are weak. He yeah. intercedes. 
And when it comes to worship as well, it's like partnering with the Holy Spirit. Um, many times, like when you get into worship, like we kind of shared before, it's almost like think about like starting an engine or something like that. Like at first, the car is just completely off. Like yeah. it's like your flesh, just like it kind of is in control, I guess you could say. But then when you're trying to get into worship, it's like the engine has to heat up and like all of those mm -hmm. things have to just come together. And when you're in God's presence, many times you'll notice that there's like a change that happens, like that change that happens over time, like I mentioned a little bit earlier. But first, you just have to understand that many times you're going to have to just make it a discipline. You're going to have to make it a discipline. And when you make it a discipline, then you're able to, that's the only way you're going to able to get into God's presence because we can't go into God's presence in the flesh. So we have to be we have to allow our flesh to die by just waiting on the presence of God. And maybe we can just share a little bit more about like getting into God's presence. Like what, what are some ways that you do to like get into God's presence? Speaking in tongues is the first and foremost. Yeah. Um, speaking in tongues so I could just confuse the minds, like evil thoughts and just um, all the random thoughts or the scattered thoughts yeah. and negative thoughts and just speak in tongues to ease my mind. Yeah gets me into the presence of God that's the most effective way yeah. for me yeah I, I definitely like I almost forgot about mentioning that but yeah, yeah speaking in tongues because like whenever I start in prayer as well as you as well like um we like to just start with speaking in tongues yeah. like because the word of God it talks about how when you speak when you speak in tongues this is speaking of the unknown tongues it mentions about it in um first Corinthians first Corinthians chapter 14 um but it talks about how you're not speaking to people but you're speaking to God and speaking mysteries in the spirit but at the same time it's not the lord knows what you're saying and you're having fellowship with him in the spirit even though like sometimes he'll he'll give you um the understanding of what you're saying many times he'll be speaking in tongues and jed you were talking about this like a few days ago actually yeah. like sometimes he'll be speaking in tongues and sometimes we'll be speaking in tongues and the holy spirit he will just give you a revelation of what it is that you're actually talking about yeah. and then you kind of you can pray into it and then you'll notice that it that's what it was because the holy spirit you'll You'll feel it in your spirit. I don't really know how to describe it with words. A lot of the things in the spirit, it's like it's hard to describe with words because they're spiritual things. And But you feel the strength from God. Um, when you speak in tongues, it just, I notice it's like the same kind of thing where like there's the, at first there's the scattered thoughts in your mind. And when you speak in tongues, it just, it disengages your mind in a sense. Um, yeah, um, Paul also, he mentioned that when you speak in tongues, your mind is unfruitful. So your mind, like your mind is not understanding of what it is yeah. that you're saying, yeah. but your spirit is because you are having that fellowship with God. And sometimes people don't understand what speaking in tongues is, but Paul also calls it as praying with the spirit. And if you think about praying with the spirit, well, how does the Holy Spirit pray? In Romans 8, it says that he intercedes for us with groanings that cannot be understood. Oh. Sounds that are too inexpressible for words. Right. Like they're just deep. Under, it's deeper than our understanding can understand but it says that's how the holy spirit prays he prays with these deep sounds these deep groanings and just things that we can't understand and that's how your spirit prays and you're speaking in tongues it's that same fellowship where you're praying with the spirit of god and you're partnering with him in that way although our spirit in our spirit the bible says we we have an unction from the holy spirit and we know we know all things yeah. so our spirit understands it but in yeah. order to draw that understanding from our spirit so that we can understand it we have to speak in tongues yeah basically that's what's happening yeah. And to draw the understanding from the spirit, what's going on in the mm. spirit world. Yeah. Um, and when it comes to the gift of tongues, if it's a gift that you desire to receive, um, Paul also says, he says, to earnestly desire the gifts. And the Lord will respond to your desire. He will give you the gifts according to his will. But, yeah, of course, it's, again, it's with the will of God, but he's willing to give it to you if you're willing to receive it and willing to seek him for it. Um, just simply ask God. And when you spend time in worship, just 
Launch out in faith and and the Bible says speaking of tongues is, is refreshing. Yeah. So which is true, I find. It's just refreshing. It's like it, your mind could yeah. be on so many different things, just not focused. Yeah. But when you speak in tongues it gives you a better perspective. Mm. Gives you a clear perspective and it's, it's refreshing. Yeah. Yeah, and Paul mentioned he had like this interesting thing where he said at the end, he's like, I speak in tongues more than you all. Yeah. And like what he was talking about because people were speaking in tongues in church. Like think of like someone ministering to someone and then instead of like speaking words to them, they just speak in this heavenly language. Of course, the person's not going to understand. So Paul was giving correction. He's like, when you're speaking in church, you're trying to minister to other people. You can't just speak in an unknown language. Unless the Holy Spirit gives you understanding of what you're saying, then you can interpret it and give it to them so they can receive and be benefited from it. But if in a church setting, if it's a time where you're trying to minister to someone, um, you're saying to either speak with understanding or interpret what is being said. But when you're speaking in tongues, again, it's, it says you're edifying yourself and you're, it's a form of giving thanks to God as well. Um, and yeah, like when, just again with getting into God's presence, um, yeah, I like to start with speaking in tongues, myself and Jed, we both, we start with speaking in tongues until the mind goes silent, basically. Mm-hmm. It almost, it kind of just shuts off all the, the noise that goes on in your mind when you think about getting into prayer. Like many times there's just a lot on your mind. When you speak in tongues, it disengages those things. And then after, notice the presence of God comes in mm-hmm. because when we're when our minds are just set on fleshly things we can't actually get into god's presence but when we actually we're prepared spiritually um you can do this through speaking in tongues you can do this through just reading the scriptures or worshiping god having some worship music or just spending some time in worship but speaking in tongues i've found personally is um, one of the easiest ways to just get into god's presence one of the quickest ways to disengage our mind from just the things of this world and to focus on god and yeah from there then after we can just like either I personally, like, I would go into the Word sometimes, a psalm. I read a psalm, and many times the Lord would just give me, like, kind of, like, the musical version of that psalm. Like, i just start to sing it out, and, like, it would be different, different times, but the Lord would just begin to open up different areas, and then the presence of God, it just comes in more strongly, and you just notice how much more strength you receive in your spirit, and all the questions that you had in your mind before you started, like, the things that would try to stop you from getting into prayer, all those things, they just, they're gone because you get into God's presence. Once God's presence, not that he isn't there already, but once your eyes become open to God's presence, um, it just changes everything. Like it gives you strength. Um, it gives you the ability to just walk in what God has called you to do. And through growing and spending more time in God's presence, waiting on the Lord, that's how we receive strength. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Yeah. Um, yes, I don't remember the rest of that verse. But anyways... Another way I like to get in the presence of God or to to invoke that atmosphere of worship is to just shut out everything, like turn off my phone or put it on silent, Mm. turn off the TV if it's on, any music, any noise, shut out any noise, and just get into a quiet space. And usually tongues would follow, speaking tongues would follow. But um, yeah, just getting too quiet because the world is is always caught up in noise. noise, The world is always trying to drown out God. Yeah. God is in silence. He's yeah. in, when it's silent, God is yelling. He's screaming. He's mm-hmm. talking. Otherwise, people are always trying to drown yeah, out so noise. much. Everything's trying to like grab your attention. Basically, and then people will purposely put on music if it's too quiet, or purposely turn on their TV, yeah. or purposely start a conversation with someone else. No one could dwell, just dwell in silence. But you know, the Bible says, "Be still and I know, know God." Yeah. yeah, be still and know that I am God. Right. Um, there's another scripture that mm-hmm. references to like in quietness God can be found. Yeah, but um, I think the one is it the one where it talks about um, 
when I, Elijah, he was in the wilderness and then it was the still voice of God. Like there was okay. all these, there were all the noises, there was the thunder, there was yeah. the um, fire, there was all, like there was a lot of things that were going on, but yeah. then God's voice was not in those things, but it came in a still yeah, soft that's voice. W- that's one of the examples yeah. I would use. So yeah, that in, in, in quietness, you can hear God speaking. It's like, okay, if you seek God, if you just shut out everything in the world and you just you just open God's word and yeah. just seek God, the first thing, or you're speaking in tongues, whatever the case, the first thing that is on your heart, not so much like that you hear in an audible voice yeah. or that the Bible says to you, but the first thing that you felt let, feel led to do in your heart, you can trust that desire, mm-hmm. basically, if you're ever looking for direction in your life. Yeah. If you just, just shut out everything, seek God in whatever way you can or you want, you feel comfortable doing, whether that's opening the word of God, yeah. speaking in tongues, praying, singing, yeah. or just being silent, however you feel, um, is, is an, effect, an effective way of seeking God. Mm-hmm. Choose that, that method and then whatever desire comes to your heart is from God. If you're ever looking for direction in your life. Yeah. So let's say you don't know what car to buy. It's between a Chevrolet Cruze and Toyota Corolla. You know, you just you just shout out everything, get into a quiet space, seek God on the subject. However, that could be praying in tongues. Let's say I choose to pray in tongues. Yeah. And then it, come, it comes to my heart, a Chevrolet Cruze. I can trust that desire. That was a bad example. But, but it gives a good illustration of just like, yeah, yeah the Lord, he gives you like that clarity. Peace. Is Yeah, you get a peace about it. Like when yeah. it's of the Lord, if it's the Lord's will for you to do something and you ask a question to the Lord, he'll give you a peace about what it is to do. And when you do that certain thing, mm-hmm. um, I mean, of course, and while you're learning at first, it might be like you have to understand that many times you can kind of get maybe sometimes your own voice might kind right. of right. Um, try to influence you. But the more you start to seek God, and the more clear his voice will become mm-hmm. and it'll become very clear to you and yeah when it, even just speaking about the voice of the lord um first of all we know the word of god is it's it's god, the speaking, god yeah, speaking for sure when you study the word of god the more you just read the word and allow the holy spirit to speak to you that's how you can receive revelation of god mm-hmm. um god also speaks through dreams i believe job talks about this how um in the night seasons in the um in the night time the lord speaks to people he speaks to the hearts mm-hmm. of men um I'll put that scripture in the description or something because I don't remember it right now, but it talks about how God speaks to people through dreams. Um, also, just through through words of knowledge, through just inclinations, many times, like, many times in God speaking, it's not always, like, an audible voice. Like, mm-hmm. few times it's, like, audible. Like, well, yeah, sometimes God does speak in an audible voice, but more most of the times it will be, like, either you feel the peace of God in something or you almost like it's not just a thought i would say but there's like a kind of like a weight to it like it's a, the way how it enters your mind i don't know how yeah, to describe I know, it i know what you're saying yeah it's almost something like again like i was mentioning earlier the spiritual things of god like yeah i feel like the words that we have in our vocabulary just can't describe yeah. the language for what for spiritual sure. things are and how they operate but usually when there's a lot of signs like point yeah. to one thing yeah it's like that's signs. the answer yeah yeah so mm. Yeah, there's so many different ways God can speak. He can speak through other people. He can speak through just many different things. But the more you just spend time in God's presence, the more you'll get to know God's character, and the more clearly you'll understand his voice and know that it's him when he's speaking. And you'll also be able to s- discern when it's the enemy speaking as well because the enemy always, he's trying to always distract us. There's just there's noise everywhere we go. There's distractions. And I love what you mentioned earlier about like how it's almost like 
as a society we can't stand being silent at times right, it's right. like we're always just trying to fill our minds with something yeah. and many times it could be like the enemy influencing us to never just get still before god and having that quiet time with the lord um and we think about Jesus' life when he went in the daytime he'd spend his whole day just ministering to people just doing ministry and then in the nighttime he would just step aside into a quiet time with the father and he would just speak to the father and just pray and it's almost like where did he get that strength because all day he's just ministering healing praying over the sick and like i never really thought about how much it was until like when you actually go out there and you start praying for people and then mm-hmm. you realize like wait this is actually it takes a toll on you like it right. um mm-hmm. it almost at times it could be draining mm-hmm. but then jesus after all of that he would go and he could pray and if you think about it you might think that like well how is that possible because we kind of tend to think that prayer is like this thing where it's always just like it's some kind of work that we have to do like a right. task that we have to do mm-hmm. but we see how the prayer that Jesus had with the Father, it was relational. It wasn't just like, it wasn't about like, it's not about draining your energy. It's about just being still before God and then receiving strength. Like they that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. And what it meant when it said wait is like to actively press upon God because like it's like how waiter or waitress will will ask you, do you need anything? That's what it means to wait upon the Lord. And he did receive his strength through prayer and Mm -hmm. he poured out his everything into ministry and yeah. and praying interesting because like the 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 bible says or one of the commands is to love god with all your mind yeah. soul and strength yeah. so that's what jesus did obviously being the son of god so he poured out everything that's where he got his, his energy yeah from yeah and that's another thing about like worship and prayer like you receive strength in it like, at first it might feel like like we mentioned before there's that moment where you have to discipline yourself then it becomes a discipline, then it becomes a lifestyle, and you be, receive the pleasure, the enjoyment, everything that comes with it. But that's also where you receive your strength, like when you're just in God's presence. After for some time, you've poured out your heart to God, and you just you rest in His presence, and you allow Him to speak to you in whatever way He chooses. You just wait on God, making yourself available. And many times, like it could be in a moment of silence, um, you could just sit and wait on the presence of God, and just thinking about the Lord, thinking about Scripture, meditating on the Word of God. And I find that those are the moments, like. I find personally like those are the moments where I, where the presence of God just comes in in a different way, um, maybe just from like an one experience I'll just share, <clears throat> um, where I was I was spending some time in prayer and I was just praying and I guess I noticed that something about like prayer, like when we pray it kind of becomes like where we're just like we're talking all the time and we're just we're pouring out our hearts to God and then at least for me and then like afterwards I just get up and then it's just like I go about my day but. This one day, um, and I think it was the first time I experienced it like this, um, or maybe one of the first times, but I was in God's presence, and after I prayed, and I just waited after I had nothing else really that I had felt on my heart to say. So I just sat there, I read a psalm, and I just meditated on the psalm, and I was just waiting there and just speaking in tongues a bit, and I just waited in like complete silence for just maybe, maybe like 30 minutes or so, and my mind was on the scriptures. I was thinking about the scriptures. And then at a certain point, it was almost like where no longer I was like thinking. Um, my mind was just, it was no more like, I don't know how to describe it, but it was almost like everything became like internalized. And my spirit just lit up in that moment. And the word of God just became alive. My spiritual eyes were open. And even though I wasn't speaking out the words, I could hear them in my mind while I was just thinking them. It was like they became a voice. And it was like the voice of the Lord speaking the scriptures in my mind. And then all of a sudden, like, 
it was almost like the atmosphere changed and I had just been taken off of like this earth realm and the presence of God just walked in. It was like something inside of me just lit up. I felt it like physically inside, like inside my being, like in my, in my stomach area kind of. And like, I was, it felt like something like a flame just sparked up. And then after there was this wind that just came in, it was like, and it just started flowing over me and through my body. And just, it just, as I was waiting there, the presence of God intensified. And it was like the Lord physically walked in the room and he was just present. And then after that, I went into worship and worship was so different. It was like, imagine like worshiping and God is like right there. Like, because of course he is there all the time, but our spiritual eyes many times, they're, they're caught up in different things so we don't really notice God's presence. But when those things are shut out, um, we really, our eyes become open to that. And like, it was like God was right there and I was just worshiping the Lord. And when I was praying, it was like, I was actually, I felt like the Lord was, it was as though he was right there because I felt, first of all, I felt the wind of his presence. I felt his spirit just like so powerfully and I could barely even like get up or move. But in that moment of prayer, it was like I was asking the Lord a few things and I could physically like almost feel him answering, but not through words. It, sometimes God can speak through your mind or just through through feelings. Like that's another thing about God. We were sharing this earlier, but God speaks in many different ways. And one of the ways he speaks sometimes is just through certain feelings he'll allow you to. Um, again, I can't really describe it with words, but... I just encourage you that if you're spending time in God's presence to when you pray, don't just get up and just go about go on about your day, but just take some time to just sit on a scripture and ask the Lord to just reveal himself. What is he saying through the word? What is he sharing to you? Ask the Holy Spirit to open your eyes and just sit there in a moment of silence. Like after you've poured your heart out to God, when you've asked all your requests and you've just, you've prayed about different things and everything, like after you've emptied yourself before God, you've made all your requests known. The scripture says, um, to pray with all prayer and supplication. And it says to make your requests known. And then it says that the peace of God, the peace of God that passes all understanding will um, guard your hearts and your minds, something like that. But yeah, when we pour out everything, just pour everything that's on your heart and then just sit there and wait on the Lord. Wait in his presence. It doesn't matter if it's 30 minutes to an hour. Um, at first it might take more time because our flesh kind of resists that moment of silence of just being there with yeah, God. Sure. There's kind of like that resistance. But the more we just do that more often, it would be like maybe at first it might be an hour, it might be 30 minutes. But whatever time it takes, just make set some time aside and just wait on God. Just wait there and be still. Um, don't worry about the words that you're saying. Just sit and ask the Lord to reveal himself and just draw closer to him. And when you make yourself available for God's presence, then it'll change everything about your life. And now one of the ways I found, again, is just like praying in tongues. There's so much you could say about praying in tongues. Like, it really is, it's definitely, it's just a gift from God. It's such a gift. And if you desire that gift, continue to ask God. It doesn't matter how long you feel like you've been waiting for it. Just ask God and he will give it to you according to his will. Um, there's a gift that God has. There's different gifts that God has for every single member in the body of Christ. And whatever it is, he will give you all the gifts that you need in order to fulfill his perfect will for your life. So just trust in the Lord. Um, make a request to him. Ask him. And he will respond to your desire. He will respond according to his will. Yes. And another way we can worship or another instance in mm -hmm. where, where we can worship God yeah. is just in our everyday lives with what we do, whether it's we're going through a hard time yeah. or we're just doing everyday activity. When we worship God, when we place value on him, he grows bigger in our life. Whatever yeah, you place your great. attentions on, 
grows bigger and becomes more of a reality to you. So the yeah. more you keep your mind stayed upon him, there's a scripture, I will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed mm. upon me, um, or stayed upon him, however because it goes. Because he trusts in me. Because he trusts in me. Yeah. Um, basically, we should keep our minds stayed upon God. That is the best way to show that we we, we worship him, that we, yeah. we place value in him, that we we, we honor him, that we, we esteem him more than like higher above other objects, other people mm. and things. Um, the more we do that, our problems shrink in comparison. Yeah. This is the best so way to true. stay positive. Whatever you dwell on is going to become a big... And guess what? Our minds automatically worry. Yeah. That's how our minds are. They're automatically negative. We mm. have to actually train our we minds train to be positive. Yeah. We actually have to... You know, it takes a lot of conscious effort to keep your mind stayed upon God because your mind mm. will naturally wander yeah. on the worst things, just the worst possible yeah. things, the worst possible outcome of a situation, negative things, evil things, yeah. lustful things. Um, so what we have to do is keep our mind stayed upon God, and it takes a lot of conscious effort. Um, mm. But we have to keep our mind on the Word of God. Yeah. So as Kevin said, I encourage you all to just dwell and meditate on one scripture yeah. um, per day if you can. Just keep your mind on anchored on something, word, yeah. and that will give you just the peace of God throughout your day. Hmm. So, yeah, bro, that's so yeah. good. Yeah, like, um, a lot of the things that we do struggle with, like you said, our our mind just naturally gravitates to negative things because of our sinful nature. But right. a lot of the things we worry about, they become so big to us because we give so much value to it. We give exactly. so much space in our mind, and I think people sometimes they don't realize how much power God has given us. Through our mind, of course, when we're in our sinful nature, we many times we're unable to access it because our mm -hmm. spirits are not even alive at that point. Right. But through the Holy Spirit, that's where we receive the strength to just really recognize our thoughts. To really, yeah. um, the Word of God is how we like really it divides the soul and the spirit. It has, it gives us discernment, and we realize that we have so much more power. God has given us authority over every, over all the power of the enemy. That's what nice. Word of God says. He's given us all authority over all the power of the enemy and. Right. Um, everything that we struggle with in our minds, um, the more we think on it and meditate on it, the more it becomes an issue in our lives because we give it that value. Exactly. Because exactly. first, like if you think about it, an outcome, like if you're thinking about a worst case scenario type thing and like mm. you're worrying about it, you're worrying about it, you're worrying about it, eventually it's going to become such a, something that you're so anxious about mm -hmm. and it's going to, it's really going to affect you. It's going to have a grip on your life. But if you think about it, um, all of that really just started in your mind. And, and the Bible says, cast your cares upon him, yeah. for he cares for you. Be anxious for nothing, for nothing that's what it yeah. says. So, yeah. So yeah. when we understand that God has given us authority, he's given us the ability to be able to discern what is in our mind and to make choices based on that. Mm -hmm. Like when our mind is set on the Lord, that's when the right. different things in our life diminish. When exactly. we meditate on scripture and all those things and our worries, um, the struggles, our cares of our life, they diminish because God is exalted in that. And yep. And it's yeah. like, regardless of what you're going through, like, of course, he'll take care of our, our problems, our worries. Yeah. He'll, he'll work out everything. He works out everything f for the good, for um, for good for those who love him, right? Yeah. But it's like, whatever you're going through, it does, it wouldn't matter because you have your you have the peace that comes from God yeah. that surpasses all understanding. You have that peace and joy. You have joy, Um, you know, you have that and so now you can endure anything yeah so it's like that's why it's important to worship him yeah so that you have the strength and what is needed to endure anything to go yeah. through whatever you have to go through 
Yeah. Um, if you have to endure something, if it's not going to be solved, like yeah. So it's just like it's not it's not like a, I'm not saying it's just a coping strategy, but it's kind of like a coping mechanism. It's like a way to cope with life or deal mm. with life because we can't fix every single problem here on earth, but we do have one we could run to in times of trouble who yeah. can give us comfort, who can give us peace, yeah. who can give us joy, even in, in bad times. Mm. So, yeah. Yeah, and that reminds me of like the scripture where Jesus said, um, he said, in this world you will have trouble, but in me you have be, peace. But be, be a good cheer for yeah. I've overcome the world. See? And again, it's just, like it's not about your outside out it's not about the outward circumstances but it's about your heart exactly and you have power through Jesus Christ to be able to receive that peace the joy of God which is your strength the joy of the Lord which is your strength yeah. and just the peace of God in any situation and when we worship God it lifts up who he is there you go. in our minds and in our hearts Perfect. so that everything else is taken just down seems, it just yeah, is diminished to, 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 yeah to diminish Perfect. and he gives us that strength. He gives us that peace. So yeah. it's, it's really just a different perspective on life because, for example, think about Paul. He was in prison. He was beaten. He was stoned. Yet he says, I rejoice always. He talks about just rejoicing and everything. He always had joy. He always had the peace of God. Yeah. And he wasn't worried about his life. He was like, he was actually excited to go. He's like, he wants to go on to be with the Lord, but he said it would be more beneficial for him to stay here for the mm. church and stuff like that. His joy was in the Lord. He wasn't concerned about what happened to his physical body because he put those desires to death. He says, um, he said that he dies daily. He dies to the flesh. He dies to his sinful desires. And when you do that, um, everything that comes from the Spirit of God, it just gets magnified and you are able to walk in that peace, that joy, and you're able to rejoice in any situation because who's at the center of your heart? It's not your worries or the struggles, but God is at the center of your heart. And right. Because he's there, nothing else can, not, you can't be shaken. Like you're, sure. you're stable, you're anchored. Well, that pretty much covers the topic for today on just the topic of worship. Um, but yeah, we just want to encourage you guys to continue to grow in your relationship with God, to continue to seek God and to put him first in everything in your life and to make yourself available for God. Uh, many times we talk about how we want to like experience God's power. We want to we wanna have this close relationship with God. And many times it just starts with the secret place. Um, because the outward things that we do for God, those all come from our secret place with God, our relationship with God, our personal relationship with God. So in order to have God work in our lives, we have to be connected to Him. We have to abide in Him through His Word. And we have to build our relationship with Him through obedience and through spending time in God's presence, allowing Him to speak to us, allowing Him to draw us closer, to refine us, because it's His presence that gives us the ability to overcome anything that we're going through. So I want to Again, we just we want to encourage you guys to continue to seek the face of God, to continue to seek God for whatever it is in your life. Just seek the Lord and ask Him to draw you closer. So we're just going to close it in a moment of prayer. So just feel free to join us in prayer. Father God, we come before you in the name of Jesus. And we thank you for this podcast session. Yes. Lord God, we thank you for the word that was shared to us on worship. Yes. We pray that your people have learned how, Lord God, to worship you how to invoke that presence of worship. And we pray that you will help us to worship you in spirit and truth, Lord God, because you are a spirit. And we thank you for the intercessions made by your spirit according to the will of God for your people, Lord God. And Father God, we just ask that you will fill us with your Holy Spirit. Yes, Lord. Lead us, guide us as we meditate in your word, as we seek you in any way we know how, Lord. And we pray that your peace will 
just rule in our hearts on any decision we make. Your peace that surpasses all understanding. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. What's going on, everyone? We hope you enjoyed today's episode of the podcast. And if you did, we encourage you to subscribe, like, and leave a comment down below. Or you can share a testimony, anything the Lord is doing in your life so others can be encouraged as well. We also have an email, awakenariseBusiness at gmail.com. If you want to share a testimony or if you have any prayer requests or questions, we'll definitely be praying for you guys. If you'd like to support the Awaken Arise ministry, our PayPal link is down below. And don't feel pressured at all to give, but you want to support the ministry, we'll definitely greatly appreciate it. The Awaken Arise podcast is also on Apple Podcasts, so if you just want to hear an audio version of this podcast, the link is down in the description below, as well as our social media links if you want to stay connected with us. The podcast will be dropping every Thursday, so make sure you subscribe and turn on post notifications to be updated when the next episode drops. But thank you guys again for watching this video. Take care and we'll see you soon. God bless. Thank you.